0: happened a few times that the front door is open, and so I grab this, this long stabby thing that I have next to the bed just in
1: case someone breaks in. A long stabby? Yeah, because your bloke's got to protect his family, right? Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of the Security So What podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ferguson, and back from his trip overseas, uh, the ever-wonderful Daniel Smith. Hello. Cool. Uh, so how was your trip? It was all right. It was quite
0: exciting. It was quite interesting. Where did you go? I went to Austin, Texas. Yeah, I was Austin, Texas. Good city. Yeah, it's actually a very cool city. I was very much less redneck that than you know. When you think of Texas, you kind of think of cowboys and yeah, and guns. It was actually it's a very very cool city, very big young city. city as well.
1: Yeah, I've heard that like
0: a student studenty vibe. The average uh, age is something like thirty five. Oh is wow! For, uh, for the whole city, which is very cool. So they do with their old people? Um, send them to Dallas. I don't yeah, know. must do. eh? Get send them. They go, they go to Florida. Florida, Florida. get yeah. to Florida now. Yeah, cool. Same with every place in America.
1: So um, good to have you back, of course. <coughs> Appreciate um, it. Unfortunately, uh, Nick McDonald can't be with us. He's uh, off being that busy. Is
0: very fortunate. <laughs> I think you meant unfortunately.
1: Uh, fortunately, he's just you know, too busy. Fortunately, he's actually doing his job. Weird. So he's off doing his <laughs> job, um, which is great. But uh, so you've got us to go through a couple of articles uh, that we've seen from the last week that we think are pretty interesting. Um, before we do that, we just have to state that the thoughts and opinions expressed on the podcast are ours and not those of our employers. Or well, not necessarily. It <laughs> might be. <laughs> I'm sure they hate me saying that. Um, anyway, so the first article today. Being Thanksgiving, and actually being Thanksgiving, Dan's coming over for uh, dinner tonight to mine. Uh, It's uh, one of those American traditions that we actually do and
0: we appreciate. We have have a little little American friend, if she's listening. Hello, little American friend. You know who you are. And
1: it's one of those nice holidays where you just start to take stock and go, yep.
0: I appreciate that, it's nice. Absolutely, and mostly it's an excuse to eat a lot and, and drink a couple right? of beers. Yeah. Exactly,
1: and uh, if we can't get behind that, what yeah. can we get behind? Exactly. Um, so, the first article from CSOonline.com is 10 reasons uh, for CSOs to be thankful. So How apt. <laughs> so we thought it would be quite important to go through these. So, the uh, attack service continues to expand and has made the job of this uh, CISO increasingly complex and challenging. So they have listed 10 things that they believe yep. would is, uh, a, a CISO would be thankful for. Absolutely. This
0: is the uh, CSOonline.com article that we've just pulled up. Yep. So... We're saying CISO.
1: Say CISO more. Yeah. CISO? CISO. not S-C-I-S-O, but C-S-O, so it's so, so
0: So? So? like a list.
1: Either way, either way, C-S-O online, <laughs> and it's
0: for CSOs.
1: The first thing that a C-S-O would be thankful for is a good night's sleep. Breach uh, breaches happening almost weekly. Um, security teams are always um, you know, on alert, and therefore the times when they actually get to get rest. I mean, that does make it sound like we're, you know, Completely you know, overworked and underpaid, no, I think that, that
0: <coughs> I think the idea is if you're if you're sleeping well, it means you've not you're d- d- you've you, gotta, you, uh, you're you haven't yet had a date breach. Exactly.
1: However, what we could be thankful for is security-aware users. So That'd this makes lovely. sense. Um, yeah, you know, they we know that all it takes <coughs> is the mistake of one particular user to click on a link that they shouldn't do within an email. because it, They haven't read it. Yeah. Damn it, Janet. And um, that can cause havoc within the environment. So, you know, those users that actually are listening and, and paying attention during security awareness training, or just you know, reading the news, and know that these Being types aware. of things absolutely. are out there, yeah, you know, that's a good reason to be thankful for. I think. Uh, the other one, number three, information security staff. So, absolutely, the the big shift, obviously, within IT over the last five, ten to five years. Has been uh, towards having independent um, information security teams. Most large organisations will have not just your IT team, but your information security team, and you know that in itself has been certainly in Australia. I, I believe that you know we're still dealing with that paradigm shift of it being about protecting corporate assets and information and data and you know, ensuring that systems are up and running, um, you know, not being disruptive, a disruptive base, you know, rather than the old school thing of, well, we're just trying to have uptime and performance and bandwidth and getting the most out of the infrastructure so that the, you know, it's no longer a facilities piece. You know, IT, IT, in my opinion, is, you know, it's a service, right? You're just trying to get the system up and running so that we can, you can facilitate the (coughs) day-to-day
0: runnings of a
1: business having good security people who understand all of that.
0: <coughs> well, having good IT staff as well that don't just see it as, the, you know, their little remit. This is all I do. I just make sure this one box doesn't fall over too often. Yeah. You know, at all costs, you know, whether I have to, you know, open up the firewall to look like, it to work, just keep it going. <laughs> don't want that.
1: And, you know, I think that that is, if you've got good staff behind you, you're going to be so grateful because they're the ones that are really going to be doing the, uh, yeah, translating your <coughs> corporate
0: strategy. Well, this is what it says. This is the next one, isn't it? Great ex- executive management support. Yeah, so that's the, so if you're... That, 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 you know, four leads on to three almost. Yeah. If you've got good management, then the staff should uh, follow.
1: Yeah, so you've got, you know, and the great executive management support. So, obviously, if you're the CISO or CSO, you're going to go to um, the board or the CEO and, and ask for more budget because there is this disruption, and sometimes you're going to get pushback and say, no, we're, we're, this is the direction we're going, this is where all the budget is allocated, and you get nothing. Uh, and that's going to cause so many headaches because it just, you know... <coughs> but
0: they also, they're also there just to listen, you know, because obviously they're not necessarily the person on the ground actually dealing with what's coming in. No. So their ability to actually listen to the, the informed security staff below them and, and take that and, and sell that up is obviously going to be yeah something that you you want them to do understand exactly what's happening and i think that, and that appreciate what you know what does need to be driven and what obviously you know juggling act
1: you can make those those decisions and obviously any organisation is going to run a lot smoother if you know, you've got that <coughs> understanding and that support from from management and number 5 uh, great information technology partners obviously makes absolutely uh, you know so much sense that um, you know the controls you're trying to put in place you know need to be backed up by the technology that you are you know implementing and um you know it just would be impossible without that technology being you know decent
0: um and the vendors maintaining it so the vendors partners yeah. maintaining whatever it is that's in within your in, uh, infrastructure
1: oh yeah i mean there are so many vendors out there that you know do seem to you know talk the talk but don't necessarily uh, you know walk it, and they they haven 't necessarily changed too much they haven 't adapted <coughs> to the new dynamics the new um, you know threat landscapes that we 've been working on i mean they seem to talk a lot about it, but you know when you you know, think about how we 're using the internet and you know, the information that we 're storing there and it 's all cloud to cloud now that type of an, uh, adoption is you know that type of technology and having good technology partners who are able to not only provide those controls, but then also help you learn and then,
0: you know. Move with the times, move it. with the technology, move with what's happening in the industry. They Become those trusted partners, very, yeah. very, very useful. Number six, uh, do we agree with this one?
1: Hmm. <coughs> next, next generation firewalls is what I'm thankful for. Why? Hmm. <coughs> if there's one technology I had to pick to be thankful for, it's the next gen firewalls. It shall have a tremendous uh, visibility and application of security controls in a central and managed manner.
0: Let's have a look. Is this written by um, one of our competitors? Yeah, <laughs> no, I wonder who they are. I mean, don't get me wrong. Next year follows are awesome. Like, they,
1: for the, you know, if you're trying to get visibility into lots of different protocols and different you know, layers of the uh, OSI layer model, that, that's... Perfect. It, and it consolidates stuff. Um, I think a lot of the the difficulties that I see with next gen files, and it really does depend on the, the products, of course, but they go, ah, oh, you know, it consolidates can do all this everything. Stuff, but then you have to add <clears> on this, and you have this box for this bit, and you have this box for the other There's a
0: lot you end up, they, they sell the dream, and then again, they, it's, all delivered in, it's all delivered in extra modules and additions yeah, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Which kind of seems good. good. And then
0: again, it's, it's, you know, Mm. If you're a firewall. You're a firewall. Next gen firewall. You're adding on to that. You know, yeah. you kind of.
1: I mean, I think you can throw in and get extra think, value out of absolutely.
0: it. Absolutely. I think they they for mm. SMB sort of stuff. I think they they're very good.
1: Yeah, I'd say definitely say that for yeah the SMB market. Uh, very very useful. Uh, and maybe that is something they should be thankful for. Yes. Over there, Thanksgiving turkey.
0: Um, <coughs> that would be the weirdest <laughs> the weirdest family times. gathering.
1: Just want to say thank um, you. What are you thankful for, Graham?
0: Fortinet. <laughs> Just like to give thanks to my family for being here, the food that's in front of us, Palo Alto. Sorry, what? <laughs> for, for keeping that... shut my up, Terry. <laughs> no, so, no. Eat your Brussels sprouts.
1: Palo Alto. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, seven
0: great that? business partners.
1: Um, so obviously going into the, you know the whole gambit of security it's not just a customer and a vendor there is just a whole you know, array <clears throat> of components inside there that are providing you know um you know consultancy um and auditing and all those other bits and pieces which you is know, all really? at
0: the C level as well so it's, yeah. it's it's that partnership across the board isn't it that can makes a business run well and if you don't have that then obviously <clears throat> it causes issues so yeah okay, I can understand that one being a good one for S. CEO
1: so It goes back to like the support from the business. I mean, that's what the executive management team, they can understand it, but they, they obviously need to then lean on you know, those well, business not, partners yeah. to
0: ensure that it works. Absolutely.
1: Ooh, law number enforcement eight. upping their game.
0: Number
1: we, eight. Yeah, number eight, uh, law enforcement <coughs> upping their game. Now, we've spoken about this a bit in on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. maybe when Dan was away, of uh, the... Data um the data breach notification act coming in to play it hopefully, um about a weeks time, um at the last sitting of the um uh, Australian government, but um there's a bunch of other stuff that we're just saying well, in America they seem to be chase down these people these bad guys you know they take these people to court and you know the the actual cyber adversaries themselves get tracked down and then you know justice is served. As it were, so maybe that's something in Australia we would like to be thankful for a bit more, but we're not quite there yet.
0: I well, I think we talked. I think you guys, we, we we saw an article as well that we didn't talk about today, but I think you've touched on what's as well. It was the the re, you know we've had this bill and proposal since two thousand and eight that hasn't ever materialized from a from our government perspective. And yeah, I mean, yeah, and I think one good thing is they are re, they're, they're relooking at it because that mm-hmm. you know is a that what their strategy was based on 2008. Mm. It's now 2015. So yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, they need to sort of just yeah. take a step back, have another little look. But it's coming. I think that a good thing is this is something that we probably could be grateful for next year. Yeah, I think next year, next we, year we in may Australia, this probably going to be a bit
1: more thankful for
0: this. Um, yeah, you know, Turnbull seems to. <coughs> and we can be thankful for um, Anonymous for uh, getting involved, taking out ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> that be uh, a few others. Yeah, uh, we'll well, that's get, number 11. We'll get to eleven. I think that that's time. eleven. Sorry, I'm Jumping
1: uh, ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that that's kind of an interesting one because we are still looking for some support from from the government on that, um, and hopefully now that I mean Turnbull's in for probably the next three years, I would say. Yeah, I mean unless unless there's a massive unless, uh, coup, another Adam, coup, the comeback king comes uh, oh, back God. again. Oh um, God, no! I know. If that happens, then you know, <clears throat> you know, if Turnbull is in for you know, a period of time, then you know, hopefully we can get a clear, defined strategy. We can m- move up that cybersecurity maturity rankings that we spoke yeah, about, back, back up it. Um, and and we can actually have a clear, defined policy. Because again, though, I mean that from a um, from a country level, from a national level, we look, we say, oh, we need the support of the executive management team. That's what the government is. like. That's the, 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 they should be defining uh, the their frameworks Top exec. You know, um, I think there's a lot of stuff there. But anyway, we will uh, move Absolute on
0: before eight, I get put on the NSA's list for moaning about them. No, the ASD's list. ASD's list, sorry. There you go, sorry. come on, <laughs> get with the times. Uh, number nine, security vendors innovation.
1: Ooh, yeah, I mean, this, this is, is nice. This,
0: this is good. This is things that we can, yeah, we're definitely uh, excited about where we are. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff that's innovative and coming for us. I'm and sure it, there are for all the other vendors out there as well.
1: I've never seen so many startups in security. Ah, oh, it's insane. The amount of niche up. products yeah. out there to solve problems. I mean, it's amazing because we are using the, we've got this tool now and we've been using it for the last 20, 30 years the internet, and we're going, oh, we're just starting to think, oh, we could use it this way. And you've got kids who were grown up on the internet, and they, you know, at a mature level, and they're saying, oh, we could do it for this thing. We could use the internet for this. Um, passing information, we can, you know, do business in this way. And that means that you then have new security problems, and that is where, you know, you start to get that innovation from security that perhaps, <coughs> even our generation, I mean, I'm, you know, we're in our 30s. I would say maybe we're not even that, you know, we're capable of it anymore. You need those people that are the young guys who oh, yeah. are just so on <coughs> top of... Well, yeah. this is
0: the thing as well. It's always it's a cat and mouse game in security, absolutely. So there's uh, there's always going to be something new coming. So, you know, if you're forward thinking and you come up with something that no one else has, if you've mm-hmm. thought of a way of exploiting something and then you think of the way to get rid of it, then that's pretty smart.
1: They come, Again, they actually... Um goes on to then number 10. So security researchers. I I feel like uh, by 10, he's actually like clutching at straws
0: here a little bit. Um, Oh, there's probably some security researchers out there that just sort of switched off.
1: (laughs) Because I don't, Argue like security research, I'd definitely be thankful for, but I can't imagine too many. See, as I was going,
0: yeah, I guess. I mean, the research, security researchers and security vendor innovation is kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of the same thing. Obviously, it's it's uh, they you know, they have, they play a pivotal role in, in in looking into what's happening and what's going on in the in the in the wider world. But they you know, they usually it's not usually just one bloke by himself just sort of figuring it out. It's usually part of a team, part of a yeah company part of a you know and usually aligned with a, some sort of vendor
1: and you start to see those trends and you say, well <coughs> this is what we we need from a you know, a product perspective that's going to solve this problem for com- um, you know for these organizations for our customers um, and it's really interesting I, as I say there's nine and ten I think that security is a really hot space, and you can see that just the amount of investment that's going into the security marketplace at the moment absolutely
0: um, so we've already covered number 11. So. Number
1: 11, anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> well, actually, because I, I heard someone talking about, um, well, why would you try and take away uh, ISIS's Twitter accounts? They're idiots.
0: They post where their locations are all the time. <coughs> like, that's actually a great way of us to track them. Oh, I think that what well, they haven't actually done that, though. What they've been doing is they've been targeting their propaganda websites on the dark web. Oh, yeah. So I saw something about um, some hackers taking some white... Hackers, I suppose, probably, probably even black hat hackers. Probably everyone, all accurate. the hackers, grey, black, green—they're all going after them and taking out their sort of propaganda machine, mm-hmm. um, which is good. I mean, yep. yeah, keep, let, let them keep tweeting where they are and posting their geo geo-tagged uh, images of you know selfies, but take down the <clears throat> hashtag Kalashnikov.
1: Um, any others that you'd be uh, say that you're thankful for? Um, so that's a pretty decent suggestion. Gravy. Of I love gravy. I'm really grateful for gravy. I love gravy because well, of everything. Plenty of it later. Oh yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next article uh, comes from ZDNet.com. It is Amazon Forces resets uh, some account passwords, citing password leak. So I mean, whilst it's not necessarily a big deal for Australia because we don't you know, have Amazon access, there is not Amazon.com.au, um Amazon is huge. I mean it's such a huge company and um they have sent out a email stating that um uh, the company has reset their account passwords. So the usual reason for that to be is that someone else has got your passwords. so you probably want to um reset this. Um, in the email, Amazon said it recently discovered that your password had been improperly stored on your device or transmitted to Amazon in a way that could potentially expose it to a third party. Uh, we have corrected the issue to prevent this exposure. Um, it said that there's no reason to believe the passwords were improperly disclosed to a third party, but issued temporary passwords out of abundance of caution. Now, is, that's actually probably a nice yeah, I, I, it's a pro but, it's
0: proactive. Yeah, saying
1: so, well, look, we've seen a vulnerability,
0: and we, we can't tell if it's been exploited. yet
1: yeah. So it's a bit like FYI,
0: there is a, a, a patch. There is actually an Amazon.com.au. It's purely books. Yeah, for yeah, books. Just just e-books. Fair enough. I mean, just FYI. Yeah. Before we get mouth at Amazon,
1: was it Audible? Is uh, another one? <clears throat> is that Amazon where you get like uh, Audible books?
0: I don't know My if girlfriend it. doesn't
1: like to read on the bus, so she always gets these like audible books. I don't,
0: know. I don't know if she
1: can read. Um, to be honest, probably, that yeah. might be it. That but um, she can she read numbers,
0: it. so she knows which bus to get. but so <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> she, she decides that she needs it because she does <clears> makes <throat> her feel sick on the bus. Yeah, no, I can go with that as well.
1: So, uh, but anyway, so even if, if you are using those services, uh, you may well have got a um,
0: uh, oh. an email on that. I
1: think it's kind of an interesting one because it's almost like a patch management perspective from a um, you know yeah, I mean, it's, it's, from that perspective, I it's,
0: it's, it's probably just not taking any chances. Within
1: process patch management, so you know, oh, we have found a vulnerability in our processes, therefore we have fixed this. However, you will want to perform this fix, which is to reset your, <coughs> your password. Yep.
0: And that I kind of proactive it's good. stuff is it's a kind nice of good. thing. I mean, we might find, that, you know, at this point, it seems like they've been proactive and they've done something. It could be down the line next week we start reporting on this massive... Thing that's actually happened with Amazon, but so <laughs> someone just goes, and it was actually too late. We already got all this information. But right now, I think a, yeah, a great, I agree. It's just, I thing. mean, it's
1: such a good thing. Like it's something that I just can't wait for next year. Like when breaches occur, just to have that, you <coughs> know, yeah, due um, diligence,
0: due, due care. care, due,
1: due, due, due care. care. Where you go and okay, there's something that's not quite right. As soon Therefore, as you
0: spot something, you have, have to.
1: Because don't Amazon look good? If they've proactively gone, oh, it's in a vulnerability, don't think anything's gone. I mean, we, I presume they would have to state if something had been stolen.
0: Well, it's America, so
1: yeah. Yeah, be. so they would. So just by going, look, we found a, a flaw in our system, you should probably update your password. Oh, awesome, thank you. They, I should probably check my email, see if I've had an email. It's a really yeah, nice way of doing it. Um, okay, so the next article. Um,
0: the Hacker News. The
1: Hacker News. Um, Russian,
0: Russian ATM news. hackers. Oh, it's my friend again. He's over here. Hello.
1: <laughs> so Dan's mate stole yes. $4 million in cash with reverse ATM hack technique. Very sneaky, sneaky. So basically, Russian hackers have discovered a novel technique to rip off millions of dollars from banks and ATMs. Uh used a technique called the reverse ATM and stole... Uh, two hundred and fifty two million uh, ruples, uh, which is about three point eight million dollars um, from at least five different banks. so what is a reverse ATM attack According to the, the attacker would deposit sums of um, five ten or thirty ruples into legitimate bank accounts using ATMs and immediately withdraw the same amount right away with a printed receipt of the payment transaction. The details included in the receipt contained a payment reference number and the amount uh, withdrawn. Uh, Sorry, so the details uh, details included in the receipt containing a payment reference number and the account withdrawn would then be transferred to a partner hacker who had remote access to the infected point-of-sale terminals usually located outside of Russia. The partner hacker would then use these details to perform a reversal operation of the point-of-sale terminal uh, that would lead to them believing that the withdrawals would decline, thereby tricking thousands of Americans and check point-of-sales terminals. <clears throat> so you're basically getting a double transfer, right?
0: Yeah, they're basically saying they took the money out, made it look like it hadn't taken the money out, and then retake the money out, as no, far as I can tell. To just double up on... Well, they said they kept doing it until the ATMs went out of cash. I
1: mean, <laughs> I mean that kind of... Software vulnerabilities, you know, in those systems. I mean, it just goes to show that all that's happening is you've probably got a bunch of guys who are, have invested a significant amount of money in a couple of uh, ATMs, and then they are testing it for vulnerabilities in the way that it's, you know, it's like a Sega Mega Drive. They've gone up, down, left, right, a start, <coughs> found the way that they can get the cheat, um, notice that. It's not sending a particular it alert. Does,
0: yeah, I think this is. I mean, one of these things is very, it's very smart. I guess the one thing is that they're actually seem to be. Um, it's, it's actually just highlighting things that these banks are doing that they, or highlight these things that the banks are not doing that they've actually been recommended to be doing. Mm. It seems to say the hackers leverages weaknesses in the withdrawal, transfer, and verification stages of credit card transactions used in Russia and managed to bypass checks recommended by Visa and Mastercard. <laughs> So it's so obviously a, it's more of a process yeah. hack, isn't it?
1: I wonder if yeah you know, that that kind of information comes from people who work within those systems, you know, unless they were able to break into that you know, infrastructure, yeah, you know, and then ah oh, determine that they're not being, not sending that uh, verification stage, and then go oh perfect, well I can go in and perform this. <clears throat> Either yeah. way, very very it's always cool when you see these Russian ATM hacks and how they do them. We've seen them with malware. This is obviously uh, uh, using a bit more of a uh, first-person approach, but uh, still very, very interesting. And um, obviously, they uh, did have remote access to uh, the infected point-of-sale terminals, so very, very
0: interesting. Hmm. just found another random thing that's not at all related. <laughs> <coughs> um, was that around the... Um, it's just a weakness in Facebook that allows anyone to change their life event status so they jokingly took the piss out of it and, and set and, and made Mark Zuckerberg quit his job at Facebook so it's
1: one of those things with um, so I did read this uh, basically you can um, take out the you know, look at the code from a Facebook link and yeah, modify it like we've seen with XML <coughs> yeah, modifications on e-commerce sites where you change the code within the XML, and then you don't have to pay much for some goods or services. So this is just taking out a bit of code, and then it goes, yeah, it's, oh,
0: it's, this person's I don't know left. if it's necessarily, it's a kind of a hack, but it's basically just, it's almost like a, a web page doesn't exist because you're it's rewriting. All dynamic, right? It's all dynamic by the URL. So you, yeah. you know the URL tells the page what to display. Mm-hmm. So you're actually creating a false link. That and it doesn't have it
1: too much drama for the no bit. it's just quite funny however it could make you uh, go to a particular website based on you know oh Zuckerberg's you know quit Facebook or you know it gets people it could drive mar- links, yeah I mean
0: maybe maybe traffic. or if it wasn't addressed quickly enough it could potentially impact uh, revenue or mm. you know perceived something that's happening about that company indeed why is everyone jumping ship at this company?
1: Yeah, uh, and those types of laws get people to click on things, and that,
0: um, that's how it works. It's kind of uh, interesting. <clears throat> sorry, side note.
1: <laughs> um, so the next article is from SydneyMorningHerald.com.au. Uh, consultants Deloitte will open a cyber intelligence centre in Sydney on Thursday to work with companies to prevent cyber attacks. As the governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia, Glenn Stevens, said, more resources will be directed to fortifying computer systems from hackers. Um, So as we know, like, I mean, security spending is...
0: um, Well, it has to increase. It has to increase. Yeah, we're behind everyone else.
1: So it's, I mean, it is actually increasing. (coughs) So I think that that's definitely something that's, you know, going ahead. But it's... What I I like about it is, you know, there's this idea of collaboration and saying, look, let's pull together information. It's another one. You know, Deloitte's obviously you know a um yeah, a great consultant it's um you know a global organization and you know the more that we have these organizations that are able to you know share their intelligence suites and share this information so that we can understand what the threats are and then be proactive in the types of um, you know countermeasures that we put in place you know, hopefully the better will be
0: it's quite cool though uh, they're saying Delhi will open its inaugural cyber intelligence center in Australia on Thursday on a high tech floor and I can't pronounce that word, Grosvenor, 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 I don't know, Grosvenor place in Sydney, Grosvenor. anyway, Grosvenor, it's a weird no word, which has been connected to more than 3,500 Deloitte cyber specialists in 46 countries around the world, that's quite cool.
1: Yeah, and that type of collaboration is what we need. I mean, we saw um, the, uh, was it last week or the week before, um, the um, UK and American banks um, had a test on their processes and communication channels in the event of a, you know, cyber hack. That I mean, it's almost like a, you know, a pen test of sorts. It's a process sure. test, vulnerability testing within their processes. Okay. So like, okay, well, in the event they say, this has happened, and what are we doing about it? And then marking who's communicated what information with who, and did we follow the right channels, and are things good and are things bad? Um, and all that stuff gives you more information about whether or not we should be, yeah, would be protected in that, um, you know, in the event that something bad happens and these types of, um, cyber intelligence centers, um, you know, whether it's in Australia or anywhere else, as long as we're sharing that intelligence, um, is really, really useful. And, um, you know, I think there's lots of people chiming in saying that they, they agree. Um, uh, what's it? The cyber expert Luke van der Lan from the University of Southern Queensland said cyber strategy has become a permanent Item on the board agenda at many companies and this issue is not going to disappear. So we totally agree um, So if we can use these organizations that are going to then Share intelligence and say these are the types of controls you need to be looking out for. Yep. It's going to protect our infrastructure. It's going to protect our data,
0: and you know, we should be um yeah, you know, better placed. Um, yeah, you know, in the coming year. So yeah, I mean, and again, this article both also mentions that um, <clears throat> the J P Morgan breaches were you know after the J P Morgan breaches were disclosed, the global president of one of the world's biggest technology uh, firms, McAfee, warned Australia Australia its cyber security laws were lagging behind other developed nations, and it's increasingly likely a major cyber warfare attack would hit within two years. Yeah. I it's,
1: it wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy point is that we are lacking in this area, and you know because of you know our potentially because of some of our political <coughs> kerfuffle
0: <coughs> what you shenanigans,
1: shenanigans. Um, that, you yeah, know, we've we've <coughs> not had a clear, defined strategy. We've just <coughs> been too busy with other, We're other too busy
0: fighting within. Yeah, and not just going that's than actually just, getting stuff done.
1: Exactly. So. Um, we need that in place. We need a infrastructure that not only shares this intelligence but then is able to action it and go after these guys. Yep. Um, but it's a good step. and uh, you know, I'm We're getting there. Pretty happy to see that. Uh, the last one we want to talk about today is some good news. Uh, so uh, it's from CIO.com.au. Australian quantum cybersecurity firm wins a global award. So. Um, Shout out to labs? Quintessence Labs Yes So um, They Wants want to, to develop A global quantum encryption network But um, essentially they, uh, Quintessence Labs Built out of Australian National University Has been internationally Recognised as a leader In quantum cybersecurity By winning a Global security Innovation network award So the Synet award um, Which is great I mean it's yep. an Australian organisation Actually Leading them charge And You know So I think that you know, we talk about innovation um, in those ten reasons to be. You know, thankful. Australia has obviously got some really intelligent
0: people in this country um, doing, who understand this stuff and doing badass things like generating numbers with lasers. That's literally what they did. Yeah, that's pretty. Lasers good. are used to generate random numbers, which turn into a one-time pad. Amazing. Which is an encryption technique, apparently. Anyway, I just like the fact they're using lasers.
1: Any, any
0: type of f- that work that involves like freaking laser beams, that's what I'm about. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yep. And you know, I think that that is cool that we've got these Australian organizations that are you know, innovating, they understand the need for security. We have good
0: guys that are there. Um, I think we're just going to have to go back to... They've got some big people using this technology that they're talking about already. They're from uh, yeah. banks, Westpac, IBM, Lockheed Martin are you using this technology? I that's a heck of a list to start with. Pretty important.
1: So it goes back to um, number eight on our 10 reasons for CSOs to be thankful. <clears throat> and uh, hopefully we'll check in next year and we'll be a bit more thankful by uh, of the law enforcement upping their game. Yep, absolutely. And on that note, uh, we will love, love you and leave you. Um, hope you have a great Thanksgiving and we'll speak to you next week. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. around